I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Okay, look. I know, usually when it comes to the intros or ups and downs, we try and do something fun, something ha-ha-ha. <laughs> and while you don't care about this, it is so hot in the UK that I am actually scared of moving. So what am I going to do is I'm going to stand really still, I'm going to take my left arm, I'm going to reach out, I'm going to produce this giraffe, and I'm going to use it to wipe the sweat off my brow. And if you're now saying, Simon, I tuned in to watch a wrestling recap show, whoop. Screw you. But yes, hello, my name is Simon What Culture, and if you'd like to play an extra game today, we can play how many buckets of sweat will Simon have gone through before the end of this video. I'm going to leave it there because I'm going on about it too much, but honestly, it is killing me. And I'm allowed to say that because I like rain, I like cold, and I like ice, and I like sleet. Right, shelve it. Hello, let's up those dials. <laughs> Get something straight. I love Tyus O'Neill and I think he is a super duper whooper good dude. And in fact, if more of us tried to be like Tyus O'Neill, I think the world would be a better place. Okay, I'm glad we got out of the way because he was in the ring to start off Raw. And while this was spun like, oh my gosh, we're in Florida and Titus O'Neil is from Florida, he was here to tell us that WWE is a safe place and everybody in WWE will love you and you can love everybody in WWE. And if you need a hug, they will accept you with their warm, loving embrace. And we're all dancing around going, oh, peaches and cream. He also said that World Wrestling Entertainment is there as an escape to all of your problems. And he's 100% correct. And in fact, that's something I try and use here on Ups and Downs. I just want to try and entertain you and put a smile on your face. However, it was quite obvious what WW was going to do here. The irony being, because you could see through it, it was like, well, now you're taking all the shenanigans, all the controversy, and you're mixing it with the WWE, which you just told me you're not going to do. So just stop muddying the waters, because that's exactly what this segment is. I mean, at the end, Titus probably just looked at the camera and gone, wink. He should have said it too. So it is a down, and please, can we just leave it there? I mean, the last few weeks have been troublesome enough. And again, Tyus O'Neill, absolute hero, and I think he is a great person, but we should not have done this. Even though we did do it, though, WWE still treated that like it was some kind of DLC for a game you didn't want, because I assumed that was the opening Raw promo, but it wasn't the opening Raw promo. It was just some kind of extension, because then... We got the opening war promo. 
forgive me, that confused my brain and I fell down. It was Becky Lynch though, and she came out and said that she has so much momentum, she's kind of like a train. So from now on, she's gonna call herself the big time Bex Express. I was clapping because this is the kind of goofy wrestling that I always want in my life. She also told us that she gets to fight the women's champion at SummerSlam, which was a little bit weird because I'm like, weren't you in a slump eight seconds ago? How did you manage to climb the ladder so fast when Bianca Belair came out and said, listen to me, Lynch, you shut your pie hole. This isn't your comeback story. It's mine. And it started at SummerSlam last year. Now I'm the champ again. She is also going to beat Carmella for the 67th time in around about a few minutes. And then it will be Bianca Belair versus Becky Lynch at the premium live event. And this is when Carmella arrived and she said, I'm the badass with a great ass. I was like, look, Carmella, I agree with you. You don't get the respect you deserve, but you can't rhyme ass with ass. That's not even rhyming. Then it's like songs that go walking down the street. Which one is my street? I mean feet. Feet is right there, walking down the street, looking at my feet. It's like Avril Lavigne. So what Carmella really should have gone with is, I'm a tough lass with a fine ass. Thank you very much. To tie into last week though, Carmella had somehow waved her magic wand. And all of a sudden told us that if Bianca Belair gets counted out on this very eve, Carmella will become the champion. And then of course the bad guys beat the good guy up and the referee said, oh, Bianca Belair, are you able to compete? And as soon as she went, yes, he went, all right, fine, <laughs> let's just do it. I mean, why even bother asking the question? And of course we did this to make you think that maybe, just maybe the EST was going to lose, but that was never going to happen. And given the stipulation, we kept teasing that maybe Bianca Belair was going to get counted out. Becky Lynch was interfering and Carmella was throwing her into Rita the Rimpost and Simba the Steel Steps. Of course it did not happen. I did kind of question this because I was like, shouldn't Becky want to face Bianca Belair? But why do things have to make sense? Although I will say, for the, what, 92nd time, whatever it's been, Bianca and Carmella do have some really good chemistry here. So I hope now that we are done with the feud, we make sure we find a new story for Carmella. Otherwise, we actually did repeat everything we had done in the past because eventually... Carmella slapped Bianca Belair. So she was like, man, I hate you so much right now. She gave her the KOD and she won. Lynch also grabbed the title afterwards and she threw it at Bianca's feet. So we are now starting that program, which will culminate at the SummerSlam premium live event. And look, these guys always have good matches. What they did at WrestleMania was absolutely superb. So all of this was okay. And it was also damn clean. So bring it down. The clean finish counter rolls up to 20. <laughs> Don't worry. In a few minutes, this episode of Raw falls off the cliff. So finally, we can justify it. Sarah Schreiber was then asking the Street Profits about SummerSlam, and they're really excited that Jeff Jarrett is going to be the special guest referee. So I was like a kid in class. My hand went white up, and I was like, yes, hello, Angelo. Hello, Montez. Can you tell me why? They didn't, and they said Ford jumped in and said, oh, it doesn't even matter who the special guest referee is, because we're going to become the brand new tag team champions when in walked MVP and Omos. They just wanted to remind Dawkins that they had pinned him last week and Angelo's all like, oh man, I'm so mad right now. Why don't we do a tag team match? But Umvut was like, nah, I'm gonna go talk to Carmella instead and book a singles match. <laughs> of course, he didn't go to Carmella, but earlier she was booking the show. He did go to Adam Pearce. It's happening later. And then Kevin Owens was back on Raw. <laughs> I'm so happy. Who knows why he was away, but I hope he is okay. And of course, because it was Monday Night Raw, he was hosting the Kevin Owens show. And his guest was Riddle, 
who told us he'd only agreed because he wanted some Mountain Dew. And this must have been product placement because I was sat here on a hot day. I said to myself, I'd like some Mountain Dew. Damn it. Owen's excuse for leaving was that he couldn't handle the Elias stuff anymore, even though he still hates Ezekiel, Elrod, Elrond, Elias, whatever the hell you want to call him. And when he was away, he was looking at Riddle going, man, that dude is so relaxed. I need to take a leaf out of his book. Therefore, KO wants to be more like him, especially because they kind of have similarities. In the sense, Kevin Owens lost his best friend, Seth Rollins, and Riddle lost his, Randy Orton. You can see where this was going, but it still made me exceptionally pleased because eventually Kevin did go, don't worry about RK bro. <laughs> Instead, let's do bro KO. And I was like, yep, I'm in for it. We also booked Riddle great here because while he was so happy at first, he was like, dude, I would never team with you. You're the most untrustworthy person on the roster. And he ain't wrong. Riddle then got mad because Owens went after Orton and you're not allowed to do that. And this is when Seth Rollins' music started to play. He appeared from nowhere. He beat up Riddle. <laughs> Kevin Owens just vanished. I was like, oh, where the flub did he go? We then zoomed to the back as well, where Kevin Patrick caught up with Seth Rollins, and these stupid questions continue. So he was like, why did you do that to Riddle? And I was like, Kev, what? I tell you why he did it to Riddle, because they've been feuding for the last few weeks. This is also when Ezekiel turned up and got really mad when Seth Rollins said, I despise your entire family. So for some reason, we were going to do that match again later on. But in terms of this, again, it was fun enough. Up. The real problem was that it was yet another promo segment. And straight after this, we went into another promo segment. Now, I get that Raw is three hours long, but you do have to have a little bit of wrestling. By this stage, I was just yearning for some people running around in their tights. It was the judgment day, though, and they got in the ring. We were like, stand up, we all stand up for us. And also, we guarantee you that Dominic Mysterio was going to join our group. I was like, okay, is, is that some kind of promise? And also, why do you even want him to join a group? Priest then tried to justify this by saying it's because the son wants to take out the father. And I was like, look, if you want to do that, just go out there, get a tattoo, don't pay your rent, and just be massively disrespectful. This was also building to Priest versus Rey Mysterio, which I didn't see coming. And of course, because of the size difference here, Rey kept hitting him with everything he had. And when Damien was being pinned, he got his shoulder up at one. But at least that made sense. Finn Balor also kept trying to interrupt. This is when Dominic Mysterio was like, no, please don't hurt my daddy. But then Mysterio went for a big jump and he flew right into the Razor's edge. He got hit with it and he lost one, two, three. And I tell you, given that Rey Mysterio is one of the best wrestlers ever, WWE sure does book him like a goof. Straight away, the Judgment Day grabbed Ray and they were going to give him a concerto. But this is when Domi flew in the ring. He was like, please, no, don't scramble my father's brains. I will join your group. And Damien was like, that's great, but it doesn't work that way. I was like, what? So they kicked the shib out of Dom instead, but still promised he's going to join up with them, which I presume he will do next week, because we're doing the big, oh my gosh, it's Rey Mysterio's 20th anniversary show. Bizarrely though, I am going to give all of this an up, because at least it has me intrigued. Like, while I think turning Dominic Hill and having a fight with his dad is absolutely bizarre, at least we're doing something with them, and then you separate the two, you put Dominic with Damien Priest and Finn Balor, by the way, Damien Priest is doing a very good job in his role, and he will probably learn and he will probably grow now in terms of me sitting there and watching it as a fan i think it's just a little bit wishy-washy but i see what wwe is trying to do up this doesn't count as a clean finish either because it was just shenanigan central i mean that's what they should call the group shenanigan central and i'm still not 100 sure why finn Balor even joined and also rhea ripley i get she's injured in real life 
but I don't think that's ever been addressed on TV. So she just fell down a well or something. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. We then got another one of those mystery videos and we got a brand new one later. So come on now. It's got to be Edge. Look at the placement of it. When it was indeed Seth Rollins versus Ezekiel around 972. Zeke pissed Rollins off in the early going, so Seth went crazy. And like before, they did have a good match because they have good chemistry. But it was kind of hard to care about this one because you were like, well, there's no reason for them to fight. They only fought about three weeks ago, so now I'm suffering from Groundhog Day. There was this really one cool bit where Seth jumped off the rope and he got kneed right in the face. And this is when Zeke tried to spam the most devastating move in all of sports entertainment. But none of them worked. So Rollins saw him like this. He's like, well, I know what I can do. I'll curb stomp his face into the mat. He did it. Rollins wins. Plus also bring it down. That is 21 clean finishes ever since we started in June 2002, which kind of makes it feel like it hasn't gone to plan. And in terms of the match itself, I'm going to be that guy. I'm giving it an up because, again, it was very good quality, but also throw a down on there because we have a lot of wrestlers. Can we please start doing new matches on Raw? The Usos were then getting excited about MVP and Omos because they were like, oh, man, you can beat up the Street Profits and that will make our job easier at SummerSlam. So much so, we're going to go to the ring and watch this from the front row. I was like, did I need to be told that? Apparently so. More gibberish for the Judgment Day after this as well because they told us, oh, hi. The reason we didn't let Dominic in is because if he does actually want to join us next week on Raw, he's going to have to crack his daddy right in the skull. And he probably will do this. And it will come after a big tease. It's like, I would never do this to my father. Then they're like, shoot him in the head <laughs> or something like that. But I've already made my thoughts known about it. So we shall wait and see. And then Raw went raw. Because it was meant to be Angelo Dawkins versus Omos. And as soon as Angelo got rocking and rolling, MVP gave him the trip. <laughs> the referee saw it. So he called for the DQ. As Montez Ford was causing a bunch of distractions too, Carmella came out. <laughs> no, she didn't. It was Adam Pearce. But he was like, hey, ho, I want to have a fair fight here. So now we're going to do a tag team match between the Street Profits and MVP and Omos. And I'll give you a second. How do you think it ended? Bow. 
it was a DQ. There were two disqualifications in around about six minutes, and of course, it's after the Usos just decided to run in there. But even though we did do that, we still made sure that Montez Ford gave his amazing frog splash to Omos so he could kick out at one. And I love Omos, but right now, he is actually directionless. He has nowhere to go. But WWE will make sure he still craps all over people in a feud. Omos then beat everybody up so Jimmy and Jay could stand over the Street Profits with their tag team titles. And I suppose this was something to do. I'm giving it a down. The weirdness then continued because The Miz was about to be interviewed when Veer walked into the screen. He stood around for ages and then just went boom. As if he thought he was a ghost, he then went ha 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 like he was Sagat from Street Fighter 2. And he walked off. Now, really, we should be going, oh, no, this was the worst thing ever. But I like this version of Veer. He is far more interesting than what we had before. And if WWE can just come up with some kind of plan for him and make sure they utilize him properly, well, there may actually be something here. Miz still snuck in and was all like, oh, well, that's unexpected. And told us that we're going to get Miz TV later with his guest, Logan Paul. We'll talk about it. We then had another long promo, this time with Theory. And once again, you probably need to chop these up a little bit. And of course, he was going on about, I'm Mr. Briefcase. I'm Mr. Money in the Bank. Everybody is going to see me win the championship at SummerSlam. The whole time, the fans just went, what? Never good. He also said the reason he's feuding with so many people at the moment, Roman Reigns, Brock Lesnar, Mad Cat Mass, Dolph Ziggler, is because they're all jealous of him. I suppose that's one reason to want to have a fight with someone. You've got the green-eyed bug. You clearly forgot about one of these, because this is when AJ Styles walked out and said, look, whether you walk away with the United States Championship or the WWE Unified title, I will be waiting for you. Once again, I was like, well, where did that come from? Stars also said the locker room isn't jealous of Theory. They just think he's a jackass. And this is when Theory was like, oh, man, AJ Stars, you're really old. Oh, my gosh, you're such an old man. And I never get why WWE does this, because I don't really care. AJ then whacked him in the face when Dolph Ziggler's music started to play. And he just walked down. So I was like, oh, man, I can't. I can't keep up with this episode of Raw. But as it turned out, it was actually AJ Styles versus Theory. And of course, it ended with shenanigans. Because Theory kept getting into it with Dolph for obvious reasons. And there was this one cool bit where he caught AJ Styles mid-PK and then busted him up. But when they were on the outside, and Theory dropped Styles into Alan the announce table, he threw AJ back in. He had the most ridiculous collision you've ever seen with the referee. It was like a whirlwind <laughs> just come into the arena. Dolph Ziggler realized this. He super kicked Theory. Theory was not able to answer the 10 count and he got counted out. Theory then got laid out with the Stars Clash and you think AJ would care a little bit more that Dolph Ziggler had basically just screwed him. But I don't think he gave a flop. So we are just staying in the same place. So as always, I thought the match was pretty good so it's getting an up. I thought the finish was absolutely ridiculous. So it is getting a down. And when it comes to AJ Styles, I'm pretty sure he's going to be involved with all the Logan Paul and Miz stuff at SummerSlam. But at the moment, he feels a bit like a lost puppy. I just wanted to give him some love. We got a big old video focusing on the feud between Bianca Belair and Becky Lynch, which will tie into SummerSlam. This was a very good idea because it felt so massive. I was like, oh man, if that main event's a damn thing, I won't even care when WWE took a lot of goodwill and just spilled it down the road. Because it was Oscar, Alexa Bliss, and Dewdrop taking on Tamina, there's nobody meaner, Dewdrop and Nikki Ash. And honestly, 
I don't really think this lived up to the talent these women have. For starters, just stop throwing them all into one random match, especially when you have stories looking at you in the face, like we started everything between Nikki and Dewdrop. So why don't we just see that through and Dewdrop can be like, oh man, you've got to get out of the superhero costume and then let's do something with them. It got even worse though, because Dana Brooke was involved and therefore it has to transcend into 24-7 madness. So Tazao was there and he won the 24-7 championship and then it quite literally went round every Every single person in the match, aside from Oscar, until Dana won it back, and then she just ran away. I was like, what a crappy teammate you are. Of course, two matches were going on simultaneously here. So as soon as that was finished, Nikki Ash was in the ring going, where's my championship? Oscar ran in, she applied the Oscar lock, Nikki Ash tapped out, and I was like, man, this is actually how I chose to spend my life this morning. I'm gonna be on my deathbed going, I'm never gonna get it back. Just made it feel like everybody in the damn thing didn't matter and this is not how we use the 24-7 title. The way the 24-7 title must be used is coming up with the worst segments ever that you sit there and laugh and none of this was funny. I mean, why don't we just have some cool narrative thing between Nikki Ash and Dewdrop, but as well as cementing some sort of relationship between Alexa Bliss and Oscar, instead of just going and throwing stuff randomly in to the abyss. So this will surprise you, but it's getting it down, and no, that was not a clean finish. Ray and Dom were then all like, oh, Judgment Day, we hate you, and we will find you and rip the souls from your body, which means Dominic is definitely going to turn on his dad. And we found out that next week on Raw, we're going to get Roman Reigns probably because it's SummerSlam week. And please do remember that idea, it is almost SummerSlam, because we got to the last segment of Raw, the main event, if you'd like to call it that, and it was not a match. It was Ms. TV. This also means that we had two talk shows on one episode of Raw. So you know what we do, roll it. So yes, hello, welcome to Simon Says, the talk show that I do when Raw always has more than two talk shows, because I decided to add a third one by doing my own talk show, and here's the puppet version of me. And we say to him, how are you today? And he says, right, that's it. I've had enough of you all the time. You're coming on my show and you're saying horrible things and you try and hit me. So do you want to know what's going to happen today? What? This. <laughs> Roll the clip. I mean, there's no clip. Please don't arrest me. Mrs. Guest, of course, wants Logan Paul. And Logan Paul's all like, I want to fight you at SummerSlam. And Miz was like, you don't understand the treacherous world of WWE. You need to team up with me, because don't forget at WrestleMania we did that and we beat the Mysterios. And I was like, so what, Miz? After the fact, you gave him a skull-crushing finale, so you null and voided all of this. It would be like you're in a relationship and your partner cheats on you, and then they come back and say, well, we may as well stay together because we're a good doubles tennis team. It's like, who the fuck cares? Miz also tried to tell Logan that he was just trying to teach him. We are actually trying to make Paul the babyface here, which is going to be interesting. And given that he got nowhere with it, he turned to Logan Paul and said, no, I do not accept your challenge. And then dying inside, because we were told next week Logan is going to be hosting his own better version of Miz TV. I was like, oh man, that's going to be an absolute train wreck. When, yes, we started talking about the Miz's balls again. To the point the Miz revealed his t-shirt and it said, I have massive balls. I do not care about anybody's testicles. I just wanna make that very clear. Let's say for argument's sake, 
The Miz does have balls that are the size of peanuts. Okay, good for him. I hope he's managed to find peace with that and he's living the best life possible. It's just testicles. I actually thought about turning Raw off when he did reveal this because I was like, man, this has gone completely in the direction I was not expecting. Although, look, WWE is obsessed with talk shows. So here's one for you, groin talk. And you can get a microphone and you can just stick it right in somebody's groin and you just know that Vincent Mann would love it. This is when Ciampa once again appeared from nowhere and helped The Miz. And Ciampa's always in his wrestling gear. Always ready. I love that guy. And given that afterwards The Miz was all like, this is my house, this is my house, damn it. You've got to assume, like we've already said, AJ Styles will be the other guy. Now, I think this actually would have been fine if you had stuck it in the middle of the show. But as the last thing I saw on Raw, it left me feeling pretty flat gotta get it down. Which did bring us to the end of Raw, and while it wasn't terrible or awful or anything like that, something was just missing this week. I mean, there's every chance it's just me, and I was too damn hot, so I was like, man, I'm so miserable. I was being a miserable Mike, and negative Nancy, I do accept that, but ultimately, I like to be transparent. I like to be honest, just getting it down. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.